Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, not many of us write letters anymore, but in a situation where you might, would you begin with Dear Stephen or the email norm Hi Stephen? A study carried out in the UK predicts that the use of yours sincerely at the end of communications will die out within the next decade. So is this another example of how the use of language changes or an occasion for fulminating and angry letters to the Irish Times, which, by the way, end with yours, etc.? Dr Stephen Lucek is Assistant Professor of Linguistics in UCD. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I imagine, though, that one could easily say that language, the use of language has always changed over time. Yes, that's exactly right. Language is always changing. Um, it's one of the few universals we have in studying language uh, and language use is that it, it always changes. If it doesn't change, then it's most likely a dead language. Yeah. What causes it to change? Users, people using language, being creative, like we're, we're social creative beings, humans. So uh, we like to try new things. We try to, you know, create something new. Uh, and this is especially true uh, for younger people um, who, who are willing to take risks probably more than people like you and I. Mm. I suppose what I'm driving at is the usage changes in the usage of language. Does that to some degree or another reflect changing social conditions? Because say, the, you know, the example I gave there and this this, this survey that was carried out was, that, was about this more formal sense of the use of language, of saying, dear sir, and, and you're sincerely at the end of letters. Is that because we now live in an era where perhaps things in general are more formal, where we live perhaps in a more egalitarian society? I think it's uh, it's fairly universal as well to say that the English language is becoming less formal, uh, certainly in the UK and Ireland, where we can see, for an example, the reduction in the use of more formal modal verbs. The things like I shall do it or I must do it, which is, yeah, a little bit different here in Ireland because we use shall and must a little bit more than they do uh, across the way. But it's it, it, it's a pretty good indication that we're not using these old uh, fashioned uh, forms as much anymore. Right. OK. And, and so it, it, does that make it necessarily less expressive? I mean, for me, I think it's more democratic. It's more, uh, it, it gives users, people who, who are learning the language, people who are using the language in uh, different contexts, the opportunity to have their own say about what they want to do with language. They get to decide what the, you know, formal structure should be. They just use language in the way that they want to, to express themselves, and they're less concerned with what um, a grammarian or uh, an English teacher, no offense to any English teachers listening, uh, might have to say about how you, quote unquote, should use language, how you should write, how you should speak. Mm. Uh, uh, so if there's no should, does that mean that formal language applies and is fine in every single scenario? If your dentist sends you an email and says, hey, lol, your teeth are fat. Uh, um <laughs> I mean, there's a, there, there, there are registers that we expect more formal language. So uh, if, exactly, if you get a caution from the guards uh, saying that you haven't paid your, um, your, your, your insurance for six years, that's probably not going to say, OMG, you're effed. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we, so we would still have expectations then as to, uh, as to what's the proper use of language in different scenarios. That's it. And look, if people want to use language more formally, they're more than welcome to do that as well. Yeah. If you want to continue writing to whom it may concern, 
yours faithfully. You can still do those things. Issue the mess. You can end your lang- your 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 emails, your letters. Um, sure, we I think we all know someone who signs their texts as well with their name. Um, you can still do that. And uh, maybe there's a, a subthread or a, a smaller uh, group there that's you know uh, categorizing, categorizing, cataloging every time you use uh, you know archaic forms. But you're more than welcome to do that, and that's part of the the, the wonder of language use. Mm. Though it, it doesn't run a run a risk, especially now because in the in the age of um, when people communicate through messages and they use a lot of acronyms for things, uh, and it's difficult to keep up with what they mean. I mean, we already you know use lol. Probably most people know what that means, but there's lots of them where I, I, I mean, nearly every day I see somebody on, you know, Twitter or whatever, uses some sort of acronym, and then I have to go and Google it to find out what the hell they're saying to me or whether they're being abusive or not. I <laughs> know, uh, I do the same thing. Uh, I think it's great. It's it's just sort of the next generation coming through. So, I mean, when I started texting heavily in, you know, the land before time, um, it was T9 was the style of texting, right? So you, you'd hit the, the number for the one of the letter groups that you want, and eventually you'd get the word that you wanted. But you had to pay more if you had over 160 characters, the old long text. Mm. And there was an extra fee for that. So we got very creative. They got creative when they were sending telegrams as well, because telegrams cost per letter. So that allows us to be uh, intuitive and and we, we can do new things. We can be ingenious beings that change language even just for a moment. Is there a risk, though, that you'll have a younger, you, you literally will have a generation gap in the sense of, I don't know what you're saying? Well, there's, 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 you know, hundreds of years of examples of people saying, I don't understand what kids are doing today. They're doing everything wrong. Um, even more so is, since, you know, television and, uh, and social media have become part of our lives. Young people are always the ones who are, you know, given the, the yoke of, 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 of reclaiming standards uh, because they don't know how to do things, you know, quote unquote, properly with language. Mm-hmm. But uh, is a lot of this or part of this at least kind of fashion dependent? Because you do hear phrases that come in and out of usage. Sure, things come in and out, uh, but they don't always stick. Um, you can see over time, and that's really the only way to see these things uh, that are going to stick, is to actually see it over time. So, as I said, there's, uh, there are fewer modal verbs being used, the must and the shalls. That's over the course of 60 years, from 1960 to the present day. Mm. And we have that data because there are wonderful people called corpus linguists whose job it is to collect data, collect uh, letters between individuals, uh, uh, political speeches, newspaper articles, even transcripts from radio programs, and they tag them. They they put in the part of speech that it is. It's a noun, is it a verb, is it an adverb? And oftentimes they make those freely available to other linguists to use and to analyze. And so we can see over time, people are doing things differently with language. Mm. The, yeah, but like even in individual phrases, like for instance, people don't say thank you to each other anymore. They say thank you so much. They have to kind of overstress the thanks, which to my ears then sounds like this kind of form of faux sincerity. Everyone's gushing with thanks uh, with each other, um, making it all sound a bit redundant and flat. 
It is a different way of doing politeness. Uh, and politeness is a big uh, motivator in how we choose to interact with individuals. Yeah. So, so do, you, do you think it'll probably happen then, that this prediction from, from Barclays that, you know, there won't be any dear Mr. Blah Blah anymore or yours, yours sincerely, that that'll go eventually? Well, I mean, I have my own questions about how Barclays actually conducted the study. Um, I'll leave that to the side just for a moment. I want to remind listeners that when they're talking about 18 to 24-year-olds, the part that's not reported very widely is that 97% of them said that they wanted to show their personalities through their office interactions. These are people who might be working in their first job, maybe their second job, maybe they're working while they're studying. They have had an opportunity to be themselves, to, to strike out and be individuals. And to think that, well, they don't know the rules of writing formal emails as being something that they need to work on or something that they should be, uh, you know, describing Gen Z as doing something the same way um, I think is a bit disingenuous. Mm, yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, let me read you out a few comments. Uh, what really bothers me is the over-familiarity in professional emails these days. I've received emails ending with a kiss on them. Why would they send a kiss? I put an X <laughs> in the messages to my kids, not a potential client. Uh, someone else says, a te- te- and this is an interesting one, teachers need to tell their kids when uh, and how to use exclamation marks properly maybe place a limit on them per page essay email. Otherwise, it appears today's young people live in a permanent state of high emotion based on how many exclamation marks they use. I must say, I've noticed that in if I write anything, you'd like, uh, um, if you'd have to give me electric shock therapy to extract an exclamation mark from me. But if I'm sending somebody a text, I'll use them like a lunatic. Well, you know, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, we feel a little bit more free when we're writing texts um, and sometimes when we're writing on social media as well. Mm. Um, we're, we're free to be ourselves and be excited. A lot of times when you get to, you know, uh, a professional age or a, a, an age where you're not in school anymore and you're expected to have responsibilities, you feel like you can't get excited about things anymore. Mm. And I think it's really sad that we would feel like we can't express ourselves by using uh, exclamation marks or capital letters or um, – you know, signing off an email with a kiss. I mean, that, that's just a nice thing to do. It depends if you know the person, uh, really. I think what they were saying, that was in some sort of professional scenario, like getting one from the bank with a kiss on the end. That's uh, it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's force of habit. That's yeah. it. Give me, give me money instead. So it's just like a generation are old and bitter and it's all their problems, Stephen. That's what I'm getting from this conversation. Hey, man, I'm speaking from experience here. I'm in that older generation. <laughs> Stephen, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Dr. Stephen Lucek there, Assistant Professor in Linguistics uh, in UCD. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.